Kai. It's Jasmine. You know, that girl who did you know what way before the internet ever existed. Join me and my special guest every week as we talk about anything and everything because nothing is too taboo. So punch your ticket and get on board the crazy train with me, Jasmine Saint Clair. All aboard! Welcome to a brand new ride on Crazy Train Podcast. This week's guest is actually someone whose podcast I went on before. It's a really odd name. It's called the Granny Panties Podcast. So I guess she embraces being in the, um, I guess, the more uh, vintage or perhaps classic classic category of adult film stars. So let's welcome to the show, Miss Ruby Lynn. So Ruby, you've done something I've never done. And I want to know, there's a, your book, first of all, Ruby Lynn has a book called, okay, Granny Panties, How I Made, hold on, How I Made a Fortune Selling My Worn Undies. Are you like the first person that did this, by the way? No. No, but I might have been, you know, one of the first 53-year-olds who got into this business at that age. <laughs> well, when did you start selling worn undies and making like a fortune off of it? And how do you even get, like, you guys, some of you guys are sick. How do you find these people or they find you? They find me, Yeah. So how I got started was uh, in the fall of 2019, so before COVID, I was wanting to make extra money to travel. I wanted to do my dream vacation, go to the UK. And as a social worker and my partner is a mechanic, we just, you know, total middle class, didn't have that extra money. So I was in a Facebook group called Scarlet's Chambers, and there were uh, some girls talking about selling their dirty panties and making good money. And I went, I have dirty panties. I can do this. And so literally, I, that's what I did. I went, in, I went to that website, made an account, went into my panty drawer, just grabbed the nicest pair I had out of there, took some pictures and slapped them up. Did you put your face in the photos as well? Or how do you, how do you post those? So uh, in the beginning, no, it was really just the panties, you know, just different angles. Uh, I wasn't, I didn't really post my face, but, you know, I did it for a couple months in the fall of 2019 and I failed horribly. I maybe sold three pair. And so I decided, I just deleted my account and said, forget it. And then uh, my partner and I went on vacation in January of 2020 and I, I'm like, I know that I can do this as a business. Like, I know there's money out there. We just have to look at it as a business. So came back. I told him, you got to learn to use that fancy digital camera that I have so we can take better pictures, not just some, you know, crappy iPhone. And sure enough, came back in February 1, started all over, rebranded, picked a new stage name, took better pictures. And that's when it just blew up. What would you say goes into taking the perfect photo to sell dirty undies? Because I know girls are going to want to know. What is yeah. the secret? You know, it's really about the angles. You know, there's they want to see you the panties on you. So, of course, you're going to get in doggy, you know, pop that booty, that kind of thing. Take a picture from the front. And that's really it. That's really how easy it was. 
Because guys ask me on my OnlyFans and I don't have anything crazy on there or anything nude. I have old nudes on there to do that. I'm like, no, fuck you. Suck your dick. No, I don't want to do it. I told some guy to suck his own dick. I don't think he'll buy a pair from me now that you've told me how to do this. So I guess it's probably not. Um, I don't know if guys do it. I wonder if guys sell worn undies. Uh, they do, actually. I actually know a Findom who sells his worn socks, his worn underwear. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to have to look at this website. So it's Scarlet's Chambers. And if people want to buy your panties directly, do they have to go on there? Is it a specific website? So Scarlet's Chambers was a Facebook group where I originally sold my panties was a website called scentedpansy.com. But I'm not, my profile's still there, but I don't sell there. I just kind of leave it up as a legacy, you know, to what was or how I got started. But really, um, you can purchase from me through my OnlyFans. Uh, you can message me on Twitter. Yeah. So people were saying for the longest time before I went to Japan that they have vending machines with underwear. I never saw one. I saw vending machines with everything else but that. But then there are like these little trucks that rolled around with this really oh. cute music with these girls there dancing. And that's how they recruited prostitutes. I even asked them, I said, where do you get you? Like, do you sell used underwear? Oh, he, he, he. yeah. So I don't, I think it's just a myth. It's an urban legend. Um, so how long have you been doing this as a business? So as a business from February of 2020, um, I was lucky that I got in before COVID. You mm -hmm. know, because it seems like now there's like this negative connotation to creators who got in during COVID, you know, oh, you're a co you're product of COVID. So I'm kind of glad I got in right before because COVID was good for my business. Yeah, I mean, you don't strike me as a tourist. I will say this. I've spoken to a lot of girls that have OnlyFans and then a lot of girls that were just tourists for the moment, you know, but then mm -hmm. people that actually stuck with it. Um, so I, I could understand that why people might've thought, oh, great. Here's another tourist. Wonderful. What other right. things do people find on your OnlyFans? So I, the funny thing about OnlyFans is I resisted it in the beginning. I actually didn't even start my OnlyFans till like November of 2021 because I realized I was leaving a ton of money on the table, but <clears throat> OnlyFans is where I release all my new content. So it comes out there first. Um, and then eventually it funnels to clip sites and that kind of thing. But I have everything on my OnlyFans, um, boy, girl, 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 solo, uh, group scenes. Well, now here's the question, because there was another girl who used your name like years ago. Okay. So that's why I thought you were doing films. Now, I mean, is it what you expected doing like these clips and films? Like what made you decide to even get into it? Like now, was it strictly the whole COVID thing? And how long have you been doing little scenes like this? So, well, when I started selling my dirty panties, I mean, I had no idea that I would be selling clips or have only fans or shoot for a pro studio. Ooh. But what happened was the guys that were buying the panties were then asking for videos of me doing things in the panties or having things done to me in the panties. And so that, you know, was the birth of clips. And I'm very entrepreneurial. So I, I was like, I have to be able to sell these somewhere else, right? Like I, I want to repurpose and, and make more money. And so then that's when I started researching and found like many vids and, you know, some of the clip sites. 
but I was also working as a social worker at the time. So I, I juggled both, you know, social work by day, triple X by night and weekend for almost two and a half years. I didn't retire completely from social work until April of 2022. And so, yeah, I, I, I'm very entrepreneurial. So I knew in the back of my mind that this could really be lucrative. Um, you know, at one point I was booked out for six weeks with Pantywear and, you know, I looked at my partner and I'm like, this is a serious business. Like we need to, we need to get an LLC. And so, yeah. I admire that. I think OnlyFans takes a certain amount of, um, patience. Like the most thing, the only thing I do closest to that is my live stream on Monday nights, which I'll do after our podcast today. And, uh, like what I have guests on sometimes. And then, you know, I just talk to people, but I could never, like, I don't get how you girls have the patience for it. Did anyone ever recognize you from social work by any chance and say, Hey, I saw your OnlyFans. I bought your panties. Um, no, I haven't had anybody recognize me from my former, um, self, but I did go to a swingers meet and greet, uh, last fall. And one of the clients that was on my caseload was there. <laughs> Really? And she's like, I knew I always liked you. You seemed very open-minded. Well, did you, did you swing? Well, yeah. So that my partner and I have been in the swing lifestyle for about 15 years. We don't necessarily do it anymore. Although we still go to the monthly meet meetups because we are friends with all the people, you know, by now. But yeah, when you start making content, you know, for sale or shooting scenes, kind of takes the the uh spark out of the swing thing because now it's like I want you tested you're gonna, you're going to sign paperwork I'm going to film it so yeah that's a huge thing I like the whole panties thing the whole worn panties I think I I think I'm going to whip out some um I'm going to whip some out and throw them up on my OnlyFans and just see what yeah. happens I don't know th- I don't know like how many subscribers I have now from the foul language I've used, but we'll see. I think I'd like that somehow. I really do. So tell me about your first pro shoot, who it was for. Yeah. So I am really, um, felt really excited. I did my first pro shoot in December of 21 for score, uh, their 50 plus MILFs, uh, channel. And that was an amazing experience. I, yeah, they treat you like a queen. I was blown away. It was really fun. I was going to be in Miami on a girl's trip anyway. And so when they, they had reached out to me like a few months before and I said, Hey, I am going to be in Miami actually. And so it ended up that, yes, I did end up shooting for them. It was, it was amazing. What was it? A boy girl scene an orgy. I did two boy girl scenes and two solos. Okay. And does your partner do porn with you as well? Or is that? Yes. Yeah. He okay. still has a day job, but yes, we, he, we still shoot together. He's actually my videographer for any scenes that I've shot. So he shoots all my collabs. Um, he's my podcast editor. So yeah, he's, he's fully invested. That's awesome. Has anyone from his job recognized uh, him from a video or anything like that? I don't know if they've recognized him, but he's gotten some hints that probably a couple people he works with knows, knows about it. Cause They've asked some very direct questions, like when he takes vacation, they're like, oh, did you go to AVN? Hey, did you go? Yeah, you were there this year, right? Yeah, I, luck, oh. we weren't planning to go. 
Uh, but when then we got nominated as a couple and my podcast got nominated. So decided to literally just flew in on a Thursday, flew back out Sunday morning. But yeah, it was fun. That's so cool. They didn't have a lot of those categories when I used to go to AVN. What was the podcast nomination? Best Adult Podcast? Yeah, Best Adult Comcast or Cop podcast i can't yeah. even talk and then we got nominated for live webcam couple that's awesome that's really cool yeah when i heard it was under a tent like the expo i'm like whoa wait a second back up like i've never heard of that before how was that and where was the actual avian ceremony <clears throat> i thought the tent thing was fine i would say the only drawback is you had to walk back into the casino to use a restroom you know because they didn't have any and that but I actually personally liked it better than last year. I mean, last year was our first AVN and they had it in different conference rooms. And so it wasn't all together in one big room, which I tend to like. So you felt like you were running from this room to that room. And, you know, they had different uh, booths. If you were signing, it was like, am I in room A, B, C? I mean, I, it was a little unorganized, but I thought the tent thing was fine. Uh, the actual award show was in the theater inside mm -hmm. Resorts World. Uh, the red carpet, they had a separate tent type thing uh, that they did the whole red carpet. But I, I thought it was fabulous. I mean, I, I don't expect a ton, you know. So I guess, like, maybe if someone had had a different experience in the past with, you know, the casino and ballrooms. I don't know. For me, it was fine. But I'm pretty easygoing, so. Yeah, I don't know. I guess like it was so much, it was really glamorous back then. And then it was a whole other thing. A lot of girls were under contract um, to studios. So, you know, they pay for everything, put you up in the hotel. And your job was to spend as much as the company's money as possible. Um, not that that always ended up in good. But uh, so moving right along, do you see yourself shooting for more professional companies? Do you have any offers out there? Are you going to maybe become a contract girl? Yeah. So I am actually prioritizing studio work this year. Um, I've met some amazing producer directors that I admire a lot. I just went to XBiz LA and X3. Uh -huh. And so that's my hope is uh, to do a little bit more studio work this year. I had kind of not been looking for that, you know, staying really independent, doing OnlyFans. But I just, I really loved my experience, you know, for a studio. And so, yeah, there's, you know, there's some directors I would love to shoot with. I like their style and kind of who they are. Such as? I love Brie Mills. I would love to shoot with Brie for adult time. Um, and you know, really anything for adult time. I just like their, uh, way of doing business, I guess. And, um, you know, I would love to shoot for some of the legends like, uh, Mike Quasar, oh, you know, God. is, yeah, Mike. he has a mullet though. Well, does he, does he still have that mullet? He used to be a camera guy. You want to shoot with the camera guy? <sighs> hey, he, he seems fun. You yeah, know, I liked his personality and he's cool. Kind of. So yeah. we'll see. I um, don't have any offers right now. So it's wide open. <laughs> He's really cool. I mean, when I worked with him in the 90s, he was a camera guy. He had long hair. But I'll tell you something like, in all fairness, he made my life easier. And that's like, the you don't want to piss off the camera guy because you could be there all day or you could be there like, 
So he knew I was a very difficult person too. Like I'm not, I wasn't exactly the friendliest person to, um, to work with as a, if you're a performer, uh, I just don't know what, the, why that is, but yet I still stayed in it. What do you think it is that drives you to want to do more scenes? Is it cause it's something new to you perhaps? So if you're looking for the safest and coolest way to bet online and the most variety, of course, of games and like almost anything you could bet on, stop by betonline.ag because I guarantee you there is something for everyone. Well, I, the reason I love being in front of a camera. Um, so, you know, and I, I love that. I loved that feeling of working for a studio. I mean, you just, you feel like the queen, you know, you're the star female of your scene or whatever. And, you know, that's kind of, that's a fun feeling. Um, I, you know, I've done a lot of collabs for my OnlyFans and I just, you know, I'm looking for something a little more professional. I mean, I'm never going to give up my, you know, OF or, or doing those collabs, but yeah, I, I would like to do more studio work, make more connections, more quality, I guess. Yeah, I think there was a girl in Florida that was on here once, Valentina Bellucci, and they have like their whole like stepmom stuff. But I think as the years have progressed, um, the whole MILF, uh, Cougar, whatever you want to call it, has become a very big marketplace. I don't know who the yeah. consumers are. Do you know what your demographic is offhand? I do. So I actually have two niches. I'm pretty lucky. Um, I have the niche, you know, the naughty stepmom, you know, or you know, the cougar next door type of thing. And those uh, fans tend to be around the, I would say, you know, late 20s to late 30s. And then my second niche, which I've carved out, is really just uh, fucking the dad next door. You know, so shooting with guys that have more of the dad bod, the dilfs, uh, my fans go nuts for that. And I would say um, that demographic is probably 45 to 70, 45, you know, 45 to 65 or 70 who want to see the mature woman, you know, with just the guy next door. Yeah. But when you say, okay, get the DILF bod, that's like the perfect body. Of course. What is the dad body? Like, what is that to you? What does that mean? <laughs> so dad bod to me is you're a little fluffy around the middle, Ugh. you know? Um, you're just, you're like the football parent, you know, at the, at the game. Well, they should be playing in the game so they don't have the fluff. God, I just, I couldn't, I don't know how you do it. See, that's why my fans love it. Cause I do those guys. <laughs> yeah. I, it's like the, yeah, I get it. No, I get it. It's a total, um, you know, it's a total turn on. I I've had friends in the past that were married and then these are just like regular family guys just involved in other things but you know they would tell me the psycho from the soccer meet the mom is sending me these nude photos i don't know what to do blah 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 i'm like yeah they're trying to wreck your home dude you need to go tell her no and go show it to your wife let them go yeah. can't fight it out at the next soccer game that's usually how it goes down anyway um so it's kind of interesting that you got involved in this at you know, the stage in your life, I know that you're not 20 something or 30 something. And it's, it's not an insult, by the way. Um, I, I think it's amazing because people need to understand that 
entertainment is really for any age. Like some people don't get their first break till they're like 50, 60 years old. Some people don't get their first break till they're like, or when they're like 20 or 30. So to do this now at this stage, do you see yourself perhaps directing or maybe even a, have a company or a website that sells everyone's dirty panties? Yeah. <laughs> I would love to try my hand at directing. Um, I think that would be the ultimate I, I kind of see my career, you know, when, when it comes a time that I want to get naked in front of a camera anymore <laughs> is, you know, cons consulting, maybe advocating. Um, yeah. Directing. I would love that for sure. I think it would be a hoot. It's a different experience. And, you know, I, I'm curious to see what kind of talent pops up in the business over the next decade. It's very interesting. So do you pick and choose who you work with, with these companies that, uh, that, a pro or do they just like slop whatever on you? So my experience uh, so far with the studios is, you know, they already have your co-star in mind, you know, and lucky enough when I shot for score, it was an amazing, I had an amazing co-star, uh, Nikki Rebel. He was awesome. And that was my first shoot ever. So, you know, I wasn't privy to turn your head this way. You know, I mean, it was just different from what I was doing amateur, you know, I guess, but uh, yeah, they, they all pick the talent. I'm sure because I'm not, you know, famous enough yet to say I'm not working with that person. <laughs> I think you're more famous than you think. Um, yeah. And even well, back then, you. way before you, that was going to be a famous name because someone copied your name in that one film. Yeah, guys, I was talking to Ruby earlier. I did ask her before the podcast because there's a movie out there called Fossil Fuckers, right? And in the movie, some people will know this name. There was a male performer named Dave Hardman who had kind of like a mullet. He looked like a, a thin truck, like a thin truck driver, but he had a mullet, right? Then his mother was in the same movie with him which I thought was like total, like that is just something you don't hear about ever. That's like, that's, that's mullet behavior too. That's what a, a mullet would do. Where are you from, by the way, speaking of mullets? Uh, I'm in Portland, Oregon. So I grew up here in the Pacific Northwest. Okay. Lots of mullets. Yeah, that's a mullet friendly area. They got the, they got everything going on there. Um, <laughs> interesting. So Portland, Oregon, and then you decide that's girls, girls that start the, only fans are from like all over, but I get a lot from the Northwest and then a lot from like the Southeast and then some like right there in Vegas. So it seems to be a very good market uh, for people just wanting to do something, you know, and maybe mm -hmm. make a career out of it. And tell us about the book. Did you feel that it was when you're writing it, you're kind of sharing your secret to people and how you did this. Do you really mind doing that? No, I wanted to share it. Um, you know, a big part of why I wanted to write the book was to really empower women at any age that, you know, don't lose sight of the prize. You know, what do you want to do? Be your authentic self for one thing. Um, and yeah, and then really just tell people the trials and tribulations I went through. I wrote it very tongue in cheek. So I, you know, my goal was to make people laugh, but also give them information at the same time. And, and so the feedback's been really positive. Yeah, guys, this isn't for you to do. I just want to make sure you know that this is for the ladies because I really don't, I seriously can't, I can't like stomach that thought, even a guy selling his used underwear. Okay, yeah, we'll pass. <laughs> So I've never been one to try energy drinks for too long because they're always really um, sugary. They amp you up. 
But I decided to try Tiger Life. That's T-I-G-E-R-L-Y-F-E. And no, it doesn't have anything to do with Joe Exotic. TigerLife.com. They have an amazing energy drink. Um, no sugar added. It's completely clean energy. It's made here in America. And they have a couple of really cool flavors. Um, it actually has cane sugar in it, which is pretty good. But zero sodium. So that means you will not get bloated. This definitely amps me up. Sometimes I do it when I am... Um, when I'm about to do my live stream or if I just need a boost in the middle of the day. So Tiger Life, have some and make sure to put in the code Jasmine, J-A-S-M-I-N for free shipping. What inspired you to start your podcast, the Granny Panty Podcast? And which came first, the podcast or the book? So podcast came first. Um, that I started my first episode, which you were one of my first guests. So I always appreciate that was in November of 2022. Mm -hmm. And that came about because I really wanted to focus and feature creators in the adult industry who are more mature. So my, my cutoff is kind of over 40, although, you know, I've had some 39 year olds on there, but you know, there's a lot of experience and information. I, you know, in my opinion, that the mature creators bring to the triple X arena. And so I've tried to, you know, really embrace it and interview a wide variety. So, you know, I've had, you know, icons such as yourself on there. I've had medical experts, you know, uh -huh. I've, I've had photographers, um, you know, studio owners, that kind of thing. And it really became a passion project. One, I love to talk to people. And I learned something from every guest. I learned something new. And then I also want to be an outlet to get information out there. Um, mm -hmm. For instance, when the MGen uh, issue came up last year, I had for talent testing, it, you know, it was a new uh, STI that had come to the forefront. And so, you know, I was lucky enough to have Jamie Bell with PASS, you know, uh -huh. medical director for PASS, come on and talk about it. Because not even I understood it. So, yeah, I, I love my podcast. In fact, sometimes I have to remember, oh, I should be filming content instead of doing four <laughs> interviews this week. It's a, you know, it's a hustle, but it's so much fun to do it, you know, because I, I originally was so against having a podcast because everyone's got one. I'm like, I don't yeah. want to do this shit. Seriously, like my cat has a podcast and people down the street have a podcast. The neighbor has an OnlyFans. It's like, where does it end? Really? Right. Right. And I feel like with content, like you're telling, you're telling me about something called MGen. I have no clue what that is. You've just told me now, but I feel like with content creators, they're not really, not you, but and, and no, no disrespect. I don't think they're performers, performers where they're getting tested every month. Like I heard that there are all these kinds of outbreaks because a lot of these creators don't get tested because they don't work for companies as well. Do you find that to be true? So I, I haven't personally found that, you know, with the people I collab with, I'm very, very picky. Um, I say no more than I say yes. And, you know, they have, they have to be tested. You know, I vet them. I get references if I don't, you know, outright know who they are, if they're not a bigger name. But I have heard of groups of creators, you know, um, shooting content without testing you know, whether or not they're responsible for, you know, um, STI outbreaks. I mean, who knows, but, but
But yeah, I have heard of groups of doing yeah, that. Yeah, we lived through like three huge AIDS outbreaks in the 90s. I never worked with Mark Wallace, but that was the worst of the worst. And I think that just like Brooke Ashley got it from him. And, you know, you're looking at the scene where he's doing this, uh, it was like an anal scene with her. It's like, that's where you contracted it. But it was selfish because allegedly, allegedly, he was dating someone who was high up at a video company. And supposedly she just kept covering for him and giving him the test, which is like, a, that's attempted murder. Like, I don't know what Brooke Ashley's life is like now. I would like to get a hold of her to find out. Um, you know, because there are all types of resources out there. Have you guys had a lot of HIV outbreaks lately? Uh, not that I'm, I'm not privy to that. Okay. So not, I haven't heard of anything. Uh, <laughs> but I, yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah, that was like such a scandal. The whole thing was scary. Um, I can imagine. Yeah, I mean, you don't know, like, it's something we don't know much about. Then it's like, you got to go down the strain now of like, who worked with this person last? Right. Like, where did that start? Where did this start? So it was right. a wild, wild time. Um, I think it's great what you're doing. And I'm really glad that you're Thank advocating you. for the more mature, um, not emotionally mature now, guys, the more mature women in the business. Do you find that you get a lot of mature adult performers as well that are male? Uh, aside from Claudio, that is. Yeah. <laughs> I do. Yeah. I've had a few um, male creators on who are, you know, more mature. And it's always interesting to see their um, vision, I guess, and, and kind of compare it or their experience. But I definitely need to get more male creators. I have a nice, I have a nice big list going, so... I've had more, you know, male, um, like producer, director types, you uh -huh. know, on. But yeah, I actually have a release coming up of a, a mature male creator. So I'm excited about that. Tell us about that. Who yeah. So yeah, I had the pleasure of inter uh, interviewing Jay Crew. Um, he's out of LA. And he does also a lot of camera work. And um, I believe that's where he got his start. If I remember the story, <clears throat> but then transitioned into talent. And, you know, the thing is all the male creators I've interviewed, it's funny because it seems like they got into the business, you know, in the late eighties, nineties, maybe early two thousands. And the way they got in for a lot of them is that the, you know, the paid male on the scene couldn't perform at you know at the at the when it's time for the pop shot and these guys happen to be either cameramen or you know something else and get say hey dude you know can you step in can you do this and it's so funny how many of them got their start that way i mean it wouldn't necessarily be like that in today's world because of testing you know how many cameramen are going to be tested although i don't know if i was a camera guy i'd probably do it just in case <laughs> Just in case, because they might yep. need you got to step up and do your due diligence That's and take one for the team. It's just a horrible thing. I mean, I heard of stories like that. I wasn't a victim of any of that happening, but I do know um, one contract girl that happened to, and it just like, it was atrocious because the guy was just gross looking and she tried to pull a jazz in with the male performer on set. She's being a bitch. She's just like, look, you like the camera's off. Do not touch me, please just go. Yeah. 
and the guy had problems because she didn't have a very positive attitude. So instead, what they did to her was they had someone off to the side, like one of the ADs or whatever, do that. She didn't come back to shoot again, Um, which goes to show, guys, you could never be duplicated by anyone. And if you try it, it may not work out to your advantage. Uh, Do you get a lot of younger performers that work with you? I do. Yeah. Um, with my, uh, one of my niche, you know, as the naughty stepmom, right. I, you know, <laughs> last year shot with a performer in the industry who's 19. So that's my biggest Whoa. age gap. 19? 19. Dude, talk about robbing the cradle. My God. <laughs> it was so fun. And I, and I did a follow-up scene with him at uh, the end of last year. So yeah. I could only imagine, wow, to be 19 again and like doing something like that. It must have made his day, though. Uh, That's so cool. And where do you find most of the creators? Do you go to the trade shows or are they online? Yeah. So I would say that, you know, most of my collaborations come from uh, Twitter, you know, just watching people who repost who they've shot with. I mean, that's a a way people that I admire like their content or have a content close to mine or niches, you know, I'll see who they shoot with. Uh, I've had a few, you know, male creators and female reach out to me on Twitter who, you know, want me to, you know, want to shoot with a mill for something like that. And so, like I said, I say no more than yes, but if it's someone I think, you know, has potential, then I ask for references and I do check those references. And a couple times it has saved me a nightmare from shooting with someone that was probably less than stellar. So, yeah. Yeah, that would be a problem, I think. And I just wonder, like, at that age, okay, so at our age is usually hitting, like, perimenopause, menopause. So you got to get the little pellets. Like, I, I think I told you this before, those yeah. creams, like, just wear off because you're wearing clothes all day. Or maybe you're yeah. not, but um, they wear off. So for guys, I wonder if it's, I mean, do they have a harder time performing when they're that age, like past 45? So nowadays it's really questionable about where our meat is coming from with people like Bill Gates and everyone else screwing up our farm produce. So I decided to try my freeze-dried beef because it's the freshest beef ever at freedomfirstbeef.com. If you go to freedomfirstbeef.com, they have freeze-dried 100% organic beef and put in the code Jasmine, J-A-S-M-I-N, for 15% off. Uh, I wouldn't say that. You know, I would say the guys who have been unable to, <clears throat> you know, perform at the very end have been my guys who were under 35, 38. I wonder if it's because they're doing scenes all day or just... It is. Yeah. In fact, my, you know, after last year, I had a couple incidences that happened to be all in one day. I now won't shoot with anyone unless it's first thing in the morning. <laughs> what time yeah. is that? Like nine, 10? Like nine. Yeah. Nine or 10. If I'm not their first scene of the day, I won't shoot with them. I get that. Yeah. You know, I can totally get that. It's kind of like having a hooker who's done with work and you're like the last client of the evening and you're just getting what you're getting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's just, it's frustrating. I mean, I understand. I don't judge anybody for not being able to perform, but if you're a male talent shooting five scenes in a day, come on, you know. Well, you know, I wonder what these guys get paid because back in the day, back in the day, they're getting like 
200, like 100 to 500 a scene, depending on who the performer was. <laughs> so what do you think these guys are getting paid per scene that they have to go out and fuck five times a day? Well, so I can tell you because I've done my research because that's another thing is that, you know, going forward, I may pay, I may pay talent versus doing a collaboration yeah. uh, so that I can own the content, but they're getting about three to $400 a scene. That's the average. Or those could have been collaborations. I know on OnlyFans, it's really difficult because you have to get like the other person's consent, which is a problem because half the people I've worked with are dead or I don't know where they are. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's one of those things where you can't even, I can't even put up old clips if I want to, uh, unless I like resurrect a signature or something. Um, so, and I think they pretty much, uh, they vet those out. They really check it. Is there a difference between loyal fans and only fans at all? Are you on loyal fans? I am on loyal fans. Um, I don't work loyal fans the way that I work only fans. I mean, only fans is, is my main income. And I think because it's a household name, Mm -hmm. uh, loyal fans is an amazing platform though. And <clears throat> I think if, if only fans ever nukes sex workers, you know, I think that's where most of us are going to flock to, I would say is loyal fans or fansly. Uh, but I love loyal fans, uh, the way they do business. They're amazing. The people that work for them are awesome. Uh, I just, you know, for me, I'm only one person. And to try to juggle all these multiple fan sites, I'm on all of them, but <laughs> I don't necessarily work them the way I do OF. Yeah. I hear that a lot from the girls that it's OnlyFans, but it's good that you have a backup. That's pretty smart. I, I can't see OnlyFans nuking the adult entertainers because that's the bulk of their business, isn't it? Like, did they say they were going to nuke that whole thing or what were they? Well, you know, they tried last year. I think it was last year or the, or the end of 21. I can't remember what uh, exactly, but they tried. And yeah, I think they realized how much income they would be losing because there are many, many, many multi-million dollar earners on there who are in adult. And so, yeah, if they got rid of all of us, I, I mean, what are they going to have some crafty, crafty moms on there or some, you know, chefs who are doing cooking shows. I don't know. Yeah. And comics doing like really bad comedy and telling stupid dick jokes. So my friend has this software that they invented. It's AI for OnlyFans and creators. We're going up to some, we're going to start approaching creators soon. But I also heard that there was a lawsuit for the men chatting with some of these girls that were content creators, that it was AI. It's like, dude, who cares what it is? I don't know right. if you heard anything about this lawsuit. I have not heard anything about the lawsuit, but I have heard, you know, rumblings, uh, you know, Twitter, you know, Twitter's a cesspool these days. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've got, I'm just refill my popcorn bowl and watch what's happening as I scroll. <laughs> but I have heard of guys, you know, realizing that they're talking to a chatter, you know, a paid chatter and not the actual model. So I haven't heard of a lawsuit yet, though. Yeah, it's a class action, supposedly. So we're rethinking huh? this whole software deal, but it's a very good tool. I think it works. And, you know, guys, as long as it's the same algorithm and the same type of vocabulary, what difference does it make? Seriously. Right, right, right. I mean, so AI, I'm here and there with AI because a, I, a, I think it can make things easier for us. <clears throat> we can teach AI to emulate ourselves so that we can be in more places you know, at once. But then also the other side is AI is who's going to make our clone 
and use that to scam people or, you know, that kind of thing. So could go either way. Because the only thing I would use AI for, and I own my copyright, copyright and trademark, would be to AI myself. Right. Doing scenes. Because yeah. I don't have to do anything. <laughs> I well, mean, it would, yeah, it would make like, if I could clone myself, it would be awesome. <laughs> I know. You could be doing like loyal fans, only fans, fansly, and doing like a live stream all at once, like four right. places at once. But it's just not your authentic self. Because I think no matter what, I feel like no matter what, we have different authentic organic reactions to things as human beings. And it just never could be emulated in any way, shape, or form. But who knows? If it's just like dirty talk with these guys. Do you do Sex Panther or Night Flirt? I do Sex Panther. Yeah. And what's that yep. like? I like it. I love it. Um, you know, when I first got in this business, I tried Night Flirt. Um, it's just hokey to me. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, I don't know. I feel like it's, they just haven't come up with the technology, I guess. And so... I uh, heard about Sex Panther and jumped on there, and I I really like that platform. Um, they lost their texting ability, uh, I think it was, gosh, a year ago or more, because you used to be able to just grab your phone and text. It really came through as SMS text, and uh -huh. then apparently, like, the phone provider found out that they were, you know, a sex site and banned them. And so they went to an app and at first I was like, oh, I don't know if these, you know, if guys will go to it, but I haven't seen any change in business. I think it's been fine. It's interesting because a girl that was on here last year, Jordan Max, she was telling me about Sex Panther, right? But I found, I, I went on her Instagram when they just randomly, their poster is just like photos. So I left a comment. Then I see her telling this guy, it's like a screenshot of her. The guy's like, oh no, I just want to tell you, I respect you as a performer. She's like, fine. Thank you. No, I respect your time. She's like, if you respect my time, go to Sex Panther. She's like, well, I want to ask you, I want to ask you some questions though, Jordan. Like, like I said, just go to Sex Panther if you respect my time. And it's just such a thing. Like people start talking on Instagram. Are they like too cheap to go to Sex Panther? I mean, how, how much do people make on there? I'm just curious. Well, I think there are models who, you know, make more than a full-time living on there. I just, you know, if you look at who's trending, you know, if you're trending, you're making a lot of money per hour. Um, the times I've gotten, you know, under the trending uh, label, you know, it, those are $800 days. Woo! <clears throat> and they tell so, you, obviously. Oh, yeah. 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 But, you know, it's like anything. Sex Panther, it ebbs and flows. The more you're on there, the more busy you'll be. You know, there are definitely tactics uh, to use that I've learned uh, from Melrose Michael. She has Sex Work CEO. She did a whole series about how to make money on Sex Panther. And so, you know, implementing some of those definitely helped. But yeah, I found a couple of my whales on Sex Panther that have carried over and uh, onto other sites. So that's been good. I like the terminology, the the big kahuna or the whales. I used to use that word before, the pig kahunas. But that's what they are. I think it's more like emotional than it is anything else. I don't think it's always been about like the physical aspect of these things. Do you find it's more emotional and it's for companionship, like someone to talk to? Yeah, I mean, I, I get a little bit of everything, but uh, I have a couple guys on there that they'll just tech, you know, they'll 
on Sex Panther that'll message me that it's not sexual, whatever, at all. You know, I have a farmer out of uh, South Dakota who sends me videos of his cows, you know, and rebuilding sheds and and that kind of thing. And I'm like, hell yeah, it's 10 bucks every time he sends me a video. Yeah, because it's someone that wants to look at it. Maybe like nobody else wants to see it. Speaking of farms, I think my cat, well, she's not a farm. He's not a farm cat. I think he just like messed with my light in the background. That's why it's gone purple on me, but that's fine. Um, I don't think he likes it when I podcast very much. So yeah, if it were a farmer, I'd be like, hey, send me some produce. Send me some fresh produce overnighted to me because I want it. I always shop at the farmer's markets. It's so much fun. You must get some really good stuff up there in Oregon. Do you go to the farmer's market at all? Yeah, I do. Um, <laughs> in the summer, you know, of course, now it's all yeah. closed because we have crappy weather here. You know, nine months out of the year, it's not very pretty. It's pretty gloomy. Yeah, we're getting the storms here. So I don't think there's going to be a farmer's market Wednesday morning. If there is, I'll go out with like rain boots and still go out and buy like local produce. And yeah. Like that. It's fun. So if people yeah. want to find you online. Where do they find you? What are your socials? So I am on Instagram. It's Ruby Lynn Official. Uh, Twitter is Ruby Lynn five zero, but really the easiest way is to go to I am Ruby It's all things Ruby. You can find my podcast, my book, uh, live webcam, my OnlyFans. You got it. I love it. This is great. Thank you so much for stopping by and spending some time with me on this rainy, rainy Monday. It's like, it's bad. I was still able to get to the gym though. But thank you very much. You're definitely thank you. a force to be reckoned with, for sure. Oh, thanks for having me, Jasmine. It's so good to see you. You too.